Well, you made it. So glad to see you. Welcome to Patmos. Welcome to my cave. Probably not the retirement package you would dream of, but not bad as far as caves go. I, uh, I hope the, the Romans weren't too harsh when you, when you arrived. They searched you. Uh, they were looking for scriptures. They found one. You, you gave it to them, right? Good. There's, there's more than one way to evangelize a pagan. <laughs> uh, but if they ever decide to enforce the anti-Christian law they have, you would see how much of a Christian you really are. They, uh, they tried to kill me twice. But I don't die easily. <laughs> I was 84 years old when they put me here. Not too shabby, huh? <laughs> oh, beloved, when I die, I want a celebration, praising God at my funeral. <laughs> the Romans, they'll be so confused. They just don't get it. What's that? Oh, they'll be there, all right, just to make sure I'm there. <laughs> uh, they put me in this cave because I wouldn't stop talking to the other prisoners and guards about Jesus. Beloved, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Initially, I, I thought they were going to kill me. And uh, when they didn't, I frankly was confused. But at the moment I, I realized I had some wiggle room, I immediately started writing, inviting others to come. I praise God every day. I'm still here, still fighting. We're in a battle. You, you know that, don't you, beloved? We are in a battle. I thank God that I'm useful for him still. Uh, I'm grateful for your visit, too. I, I really am. What's that? When did I first meet Jesus? Oh, oh never forget that day. Andrew and I had to deliver our father's salt-preserved fish to their customers in Jerusalem. And on our trips, we, we kept hearing about a new prophet in town named John the Baptist. So we went looking for him. We found the Baptist, baptizing, at the Jordan River. He was intense. He was the most intensely spiritual person I'd ever met at that point in my life. He had wild hair, animal skins for clothes. And when he baptized me, I learned to pray at the same time. He held me under so long I came up sputtering the most sincere prayer of my life. <laughs> oh, but what a voice the Baptist had. You couldn't fail to hear his message. Repent! I baptize you with water to prepare you for the one who's coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The one who's coming. First met Jesus on a beautiful spring day. Andrew and I were helping the Baptist baptize when I noticed that John wasn't as 
his normal fiery self. He was subdued. And he was staring at the shore. He pointed. He said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The one who's coming. So he followed him. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus noticed that, that we were following him, so he turned around and asked us, what is it you want? We didn't know what to say. <laughs> so we simply said, Rabbi, where are you staying? Jesus answered, come and you will see. So we spent the whole day with him, talking about everything, even late in the evening around the fire. Beloved, I witnessed things in him that I've never seen before or since. Scriptural knowledge so vast, yet a love for everyday conversation. Oh, beloved, but when Jesus talked to you, when Jesus spoke to you, he knew your needs, your heartaches, and your deepest dreams. From that day on, you were never the same. Never the same. Later on, he invited Andrew and me along with our brothers Simon, Peter, and James to, to join him, to follow him. I, I still don't understand it. I, I'm being sincere, but from the moment I saw him, I thought, I want to be that man's friend. I thought I could be his friend, and that's exactly turned out. What's that? Do I, do I have any favorite words of Jesus? Oh, beloved, there are so many. Every word of Jesus is precious because he, he only spoke what his father told him to say. You, you know that, don't you? It's hard for us to imagine. We lived with him, but it, it's true. It's true. But if I were to use the words most memorable, then it would be easy. That would be his last words. We always remember someone we love. Their last words. The last words of Jesus were, were just like him. Unique. Unforgettable. Filled with concern for us. And for his father's glory. What's that? Can I share some of them with you? <laughs> I'd love to, if you don't mind hanging out in my cave a little longer. <laughs> oh, oh, watch out. <laughs> cave rats. Missed them. <laughs> they keep me company. <laughs> I've named them. Annis and Caiaphas are over here. And Pontius Pilate goes back and forth and back and forth over there. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed us the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that he'd come from God and was returning to God, and that God had put all things under his power. 
So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash our feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Peter said, then Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, person who's had a bath, his whole body is clean, just needs his feet to be washed, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him, that was why he said not everyone was clean, when he had finished washing our feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He asked us, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord. Rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I've chosen. But this is to fulfill the scripture. He who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I've told you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. Whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified I tell you the truth one of you is going to betray me we stared at one another at a loss to know which of us he meant I was, I was reclining next to Jesus Simon Peter motioned to me and said Ask him which one he means. So, leaning back against Jesus, I asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, 
son Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said, what you're about to do, do quickly. But none of us at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some of us thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to, to give something to the poor. But as soon as Judas took the bread, he went out and it was night. And he was gone. Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified. God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, he'll glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I'll be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you should love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now but you will follow later. Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. After, after Jesus gave these hard words to Peter, he immediately followed it with words of comfort for all of us. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. My father's house are many rooms. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Then, Thomas. Thomas was always saying things that we would have loved to say, but didn't dare say, but we were, we were glad he said them all the same. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, Lord, uh, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Then Philip said, Lord, Show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Jesus replied, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? 
The words you hear are not just my own, rather it is the Father living in me who's doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. You'll do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. Ask so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. As I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He loves me, will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then, Judas not Judas Iscariot, not Judas Iscariot, said, but, but Lord, why, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he'll obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have told you while still with you, but the Counselor, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have spoken to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You heard me say that I'm going to the Father. And I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is, is greater than I. I've, I've told you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. But the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come, now, let us leave. So we followed him outside. And on the way, we, we passed a vineyard and as Jesus was prone to do, he used it to teach us. He, he said, I am the true vine. My father is a gardener. 
cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is, he is like a branch that is, that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are, are picked up, thrown into the fire, burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You, you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants. For a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. Because everything I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love one another. If the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. You belong to the world. It loves you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you? No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. They obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father as well. If I had not come and done among them what no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have seen these miracles, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify 
For you've been with me from the beginning. All this I've told you so that you will not go astray. They, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when, when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I've told you this, so when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. I'm going to him who sent me, yet none of you asks me, where, where are you going? Because I've said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. That's sin. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you will see me no more. In regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Though when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why they said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while, you will see me no more. Then after a little while, you will see me. Some of us began to say to one another, what does he mean by in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I'm going to the Father, we kept asking one another, what does he mean by in a little while. We don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Jesus saw that we wanted to ask him about this, so he said to us, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you, you will see me? Yes. <laughs> Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets her anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief. But you will see me again. And you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. No. The Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask. And you will receive, and your joy will be complete. 
I've been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this type of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. And that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, no, no. The Father himself loves you. He loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then we said, they said to him, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that, that, that you know all things and that you do not need, need to have anyone ask you any questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Jesus answered, you believe at last. But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I'm not alone, for my Father is with me. I've told you this so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. After, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the time has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you've given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you sent. I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I've revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you've given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they, they accepted them. They knew with certainty that, that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those you've given me, for, for they're yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Father. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. That name you gave me, that all of them may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. 
I'm coming to you now, but I say these words while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. For they are not of the world any more than I am of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that, that all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in them, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and you and you and me, may they also be in us to be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the world began. Father, I have revealed you, made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. After Jesus finished praying, we followed him to the Olive Garden. He loved where he was arrested by the Romans. You no doubt know the story. His death was as unique as his life. The Romans didn't kill him. Jesus laid down his life out of obedience to his father. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to admit how terrified we all were. He told us, he told us that we would see him again. But we doubted, we doubted. Oh, beloved, beloved. But when we did see him again, oh, it was just as he said. 
No one could take away our joy. No one. No one. One of our, our last moments with him was around a fire, eating fish. He loved fish. <laughs> but I'll, I'll never forget his, the words he spoke to Peter, which, which we all took personally as well. He, he pointed to the fish. He said, do you love me more than these? Meaning our work. Then feed my sheep. Meaning his work. Ah, oh, beloved. If I could encourage you in one thing, it would be to love Jesus above all. Love his word above all. He said, my sheep know my voice. Do you know your good shepherd's voice? He's the way and the truth and the life. I have never, I have never regretted the time and the effort it took me to get to know Jesus. Never. Never. I've never gotten over his choosing of me either. Never. Beloved. Beloved, he, he's chosen you. He is choosing you. To go. And bear fruit. Fruit that will last. But you, you, you must abide in him you must abide in him do it do it do it i promise you you will never regret it never thank you beloved bless me to spend time together and to to walk again with jesus through his words i pray you are blessed as well stay the course keep the faith Walk with Jesus every day. Walk in the truth. Let the world know about Jesus, whatever it costs. God bless you.